and last car approaching the grid. I'm Eric. And this is Michelle. And you're listening to The Paddock Talks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so guys, this is gonna be another uh, short episode, which we will now call a sprint episode because we just realized to be thematically consistent, we should call something short a sprint. Well, Eric realized that. Yes, I, I like did. snippet because well, it sounds cute. Yeah, well, but... okay, but sprint sounds more on brand. Okay. okay. So we're gonna be talking about uh, the Schumacher documentary. Yeah. Yeah, so we've watched the Schumacher documentary a couple times. And, uh, well, primarily I had to watch it a couple times because I didn't at first realize it was going to be a lot in German. So I had to watch it with the subtitles and everything. Yeah, it's a lot in German. There's quite a bit of French, uh, some Italian. Yes. However, that's not a negative. It's just I, I at first watched it not thinking I had to pay super attention to it. But then I realized, oh, in order to actually understand what was going on, I needed to pay a lot more attention. So the documentary was really, really cool. Uh, it was uh, about his early career. I mean, it was about all of his career. But what was neat was like seeing like how he began in his karting days right. and all that stuff. So it, and it was cool. Like one, one thing that I thought was neat about it was it shows how certain people kind of like achieve like how how they achieve greatness right and like something that was kind of consistent with schumacher was like in his karting days he didn't have the best equipment like his his parents basically just like they put his cart together with like old tires and old parts and like for him it was like a huge challenge and he was like not only am i going to win but i'm going to win with like everybody has like better equipment than me and I'm still going to win. And like, you could see, like, I feel like Lewis Hamilton kind of has a similar drive where it's just right. like, Hey, like I, I have this like deficit. I'm coming from so far. Like other people have such better opportunities and I'm still going to be better than you. So right. I thought that was kind of a cool theme that, that they discussed. I think it's interesting because Schumacher, as opposed to other racers, like th- there seems to be like, this inherent optimism right that you have to have like in order to believe you can be number one oh, right. yeah, and to yeah. keep going but schumacher was like nope he's like i'm not a dreamer like i'm a realist and he's like i never thought i'd be a formula one driver because i didn't have the resources yeah and just it really is like for him hard work and so i think they kind of you know show the the positive and the negative side of this Mm -hmm. in the sense that he rarely thinks he's wrong because he does work so hard and he has everything under control. So when he messes up, it's very hard for him to realize that he's messed up, but it also just shows like the way that you approach um, difficulty, right? Like either you're going to be the kind of person who's like, I'm going to like just work very hard and harder than everyone else and try to overcome this. Or the person who's like, everything's going to work out. And I don't think that was Michael Schumacher. I think he was like, I'm just going to work out, work really, really hard and just hope for the best. Yeah. um, What did you think about uh, (laughs) it was one funny kind of part was they showed how much of a partier he was. Oh, yeah. He's so, 
<laughs> he loved to throw people in the pool. Apparently, he's so awkward though. Like, and they sh- they showed some of his awesome dance moves. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that he was a partier, but that he was so awkward at it. Like, he was so not cool. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they they said uh, he loved to sing. Like, he loved to sing, but he was like not a good singer. But he would sing. What was it? My, My way. way. Because right? those are the only words he knew. Because he knew the lyrics. <laughs> it's definitely a very positive outlook on michael schumacher right like there's like you know it has a lot of footage like of, of his monaco like because he was like the king of monaco right like he, he just did he was really successful in monaco box, box, box. so the documentary really only skims some of like his bigger controversies like in monaco where he uh kind of strategically slowed his car down acted like he had a failure of some kind to like make sure that he got the pole you know, and then other times where like uh, he had the the a crash with uh, David Coulthard in the rain and it had interviews with him. And it was like that was one of the things like Michelle was saying, like uh, David Coulthard, he has this quote where he was like, hey, Michael, don't you think you could be like wrong sometimes? And he says, oh, not that I can remember, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you know, yeah, it was just hard for him to realize he was wrong. Yeah. I'll tell you this one thing that was unfortunate that uh, was not in the documentary a lot was so there was a really cool moment where Sebastian Vettel kind of talks about his relationship to Michael Schumacher and how much like of an impact he had on him. But it was only like 30 seconds or like a minute. Right. You know, and that was kind of a shame. Um, And then, of course, the documentary ends with um, Mick Schumacher basically saying how much he wishes he could have his papa yeah uh you know a a better relationship with him now i guess based on his condition yeah i mean i think it was disappointing that they didn't tell us more about what his condition was michelle wants the intrigue she wants to know i want to know i mean is he like in a vegetable state i don't know what the appropriate I know that's not exactly the nicest way to say it. But I don't yeah. know how to say right, it, right. but like, right. Yeah. But is yeah. he conscious? Is he bedridden? Is right. he right? You know, like, what's... because I, I that, don't is, that is that is a little bit of the. I mean, it's like, but is it really for us thing. to know? Well, right. But it's the, but then why do they keep talking about him? Then why make why why be a part of a documentary about your husband? And like, oh, here's yeah. the thing. Like, so I understand. I, I I appreciate that it looks like his family, at least from the outside, right? Mm -hmm. It looks like his family loves him so much and they really, really care about him. And his wife, you know, still just talks about how grateful she is to be his wife because he seems like he was just a really nice guy. Like, from what his family says. I mean, there's a lot of people that their own family would just, like, never want to talk about Well, it seems like he could have been super intense, but also really nice. Right, right. But his family just really appreciates him and, like, truly cares for him. Mm -hmm. And so the wife says, you know, we're not going to talk about it because he was always a protector to us and we want to protect him. But it's like, in that case, then why even, like talk about it why even mention it why even be like the fact that you make it more of an intrigue like ooh, like it just makes people want to know more like you tell someone not to think of a giraffe what are you gonna think of (laughs) and so i just uh, it was really annoying um because also you know they always say like oh he's with us but he's not and then it's like well what does that mean just 
if if he they just said you know he is sick and unavailable like mm-hmm. and like that would be understandable like if they just said you know like they're like we do therapy together and he feels us and we feel him and he's completely a part of our family and it's like what does that mean just say it yeah and then i'll never ask again (laughs) so okay so here's 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 the verdict michelle would you recommend uh would you recommend this documentary to anyone and why why would you want to yeah, recommend it? Yeah, I would why recommend it to everyone, like even people who aren't super interested in Formula 1 but just, you know, have yeah. like curiosity about the sport. I think it was a very good documentary. I I really liked I liked him as a character, like if if this were a movie, right? Yeah. As, as opposed to just a documentary, like he's really interesting. Um, I think it's a very like uplifting story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of training montages. Yeah, Michelle's favorite uh, parts of movies. Yeah, you guys, like I, you know, sometimes <laughs> I can be a little bit of a film snob. However, you put a training montage in anything even if it's like the worst lemon of a movie and i would give it an oscar (laughs) (laughs) well all right and so i i would also recommend this documentary to people um it uh, yeah like if if you're just kind of a fan of sports there's an end there if you're a fan of motor racing like there's an end there uh if you don't really know about the classic champions of the sport like this is a good introductory kind of thing um it kind of just it touches on uh you know his his uh great stints at different teams and kind of you kind of see also how the sport changes over time so i i I would definitely recommend it i want to point out that this was only in the late 90s like mid and late 90s yeah and it's crazy because it feels like I'm watching a movie from the 70s. Yeah, it looks vintage. Like, it's so weird to think that, I mean, the 90s was not that long ago, but all the video and things, like, it looks old. Like, I was alive and conscious, yeah. you know, during that time. Like, and, and also, it was like, that was super high tech, too. And yeah. And it, it seems so... <laughs> well, and it was still so dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. It's, it's very different. I mean, you know, motorsport is dangerous regardless, mm-hmm. and... You know, in the last 10 years, there have been great advances that have made it safer. But gosh, you know, 20 years ago, it was still like the Wild West. And that's nothing compared to what it was like, you know, 10 years before then or 20. Like, but wow, like it's crazy. Well, all right. So let's talk a little bit looking forward now to Sochi. Sochi. Yes. That's so, Mazapan's home race. That's right. Supposedly, it's, you know what's been super funny Is about Putin that? Is Putin going to go out there? I, probably. He's probably going to get in a car and race himself, right? <laughs> he's going to be the 21st car <laughs> uh, in the grid. Without a shirt. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He's, he's going to take a horse out there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just like, so, yeah, he loves to play hockey and score all the goals, so I'm sure he's going to get in a car and drive he's around. He's going to beat Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to beat Lucy. That would be such funny optics. Yeah. He's going to beat him by, like, killing him, apparently. Oh, I don't know about that. But, you know, no, what's been, what's been funny is online. We're also is, anti-Putin in this yes, podcast. Uh, yeah, that, we, can, we can take a <laughs> Sorry, strong stance Russia. on that. that. That's fine with us. Um, you know, so everyone's been saying, like, how each race lately has been won by, like, the home driver, right? Like, Silverstone by Lewis and... Uh, 
well, I guess except for Daniel, he's claiming his Italian heritage, but, right. uh, you know, and then, uh, Max with all his home races, it's like people were like desperately scrounging for someone other than Mazepin to have like a Russian <laughs> tie. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they could be like, oh, well, so they'll win, you know, the race. However, I, I will say this. I think that Mazepin is going to get whatever you might call it, like, like a home field advantage, I guess. <laughs> And and he might he might flirt with some points. No, I don't think might, so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So he might, you know, totally like crash mix. I don't think he's to gonna crash, more. but maybe maybe he'll. Um... No, crash mix so that he finishes oh, higher. Crash mix. Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> I charitably give him fourteen. Like ooh, fourteenth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Charitably. I, well, you know, he's. I mean, he's done it before. He has a lot of DNFs. In, in all fairness, but he also, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's finished 14th at least once before, yeah. uh, because everyone else is a wreck. I know. Because right. six cars wrecked. That's right. So that's 14th. right. Doing, doing Lando math. If everyone in front of you crashes, you can win the race. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think maybe that might happen, right? Some people have some unfortunate accidents so that Mazepin right? seeming, oh seemingly flies to the Please. front in Esteban Ocon fashion. <laughs> Oh gosh. Except uh Mazapin will have some sort of state sponsored uh Yeah <laughs> help. <laughs> Please don't shoot us. No, no, no. Um but no, I don't know. I think Sochi should be interesting. Um Do you think that Max and Lewis will call it maybe for one race? I don't think so. I you know what? Max is going to be having to overtake everyone else yeah well so th- i mean that's kind of still to be seen it's still a little bit early to see i mean we already know he has a three grid penalty but you know i guess they're still kind of leaving the intrigue open as to whether they take an engine penalty but uh michelle was saying this earlier that she said that uh she wants to see max charge to the field sort of the way we've seen valtteri and oh Checo. i would love to see that i think it'll be so much fun to see him um just going from the back to the front because it's like he doesn't do that normally because he doesn't have to right Right, obviously but i think that's when you see some real skill and he has it um we just haven't seen it and i know he's not going to be doing the same foolishness that he does whenever it's lewis and him like competing for the spot he's not gonna fly into a corner to beat Seb or beat I don't know right like or I, like like Jovanazzi he's not gonna fly right. into a corner to so beat him. I I want to see that battle I want to see them like battle it out and yeah go wheel to wheel with us because that and that, nearly that, killing you know, each other it would be an interesting kind of comparison too it's like to see the way that Lewis in the past has carved up the field to see the way uh, Valtteri has carved up the field to see if max can can do it too because yeah i mean he really has like you're saying he he has not had that kind of challenge before where he really needed to get from the back to the front yeah i mean i want to see that and i as much as i um give max grief about a lot of things um i i i'll be rooting for him if he's coming from the back of the field i just want to see that i i think it'll be just so much fun for everyone yep Unless Christian Horner has to give team orders and says it's coming from Putin, yeah, you, you have to give give the spot to <laughs> to Mazepin. To Mazepin. The team orders come team from orders. Putin. That's right. The team orders come from Putin. <laughs> oh man! All right. Okay. So our last little uh, segment here is a final Roscoe update. 
Roscoe went to Wall Street. I know. There was a really cool picture of uh, Roscoe staring up at the bull. At the, yeah, the charging bull. And it was the, he yeah. was kind of like that little girl that is looking <laughs> oh, up at, no. what's wrong with that? Because Roscoe's a boy. So? Okay. You know what? He's like, he might be non-binary. Oh, okay. Well, and we're cool with that vegan, too. So. <laughs> He's a vegan boy. Right. And so, yeah, so he, he was like, Looking up at the bull, yep. charging he, against the bull. He could take him on. Yeah, he can take him on. That's right. I love Roscoe, Subtle, subtle commentary, like Lewis taking on the Red Bulls. Uh, oh, I did not catch you that. You didn't think about it like no, that? No, I exactly. did not. Oh, wow. Um, I just, I just mind blown right here. You did mind blow me. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> wow. That That is like. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's that's significant. How do you think? Um, well, so here here's two little uh, side predictions. Uh, just real quick. So Daniel coming off the big win, and what do you think about Pierre Gasly? Hold on, hold on. He's also a bulldog, though. Oh. Oh my gosh, uh-oh. Roscoe is a bulldog, and he was looking into a bull. Right. And was- well, yeah, we could make something out. If you if you can think of something, <laughs> send us an email. Yes. Uh, with this. And so Lewis is gonna win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we just solved it, you guys. We solved it. <laughs> Roscoe's gonna win the championship. Oh, that's right. Roscoe's the co-pilot. Yeah. Roscoe's taking Valtteri's spot for the rest of the season. Right. Valtteri's gonna uh, seemingly come down with a case of COVID that he can't uh, he can't get rid of. <laughs> and uh, reserve driver Roscoe. That's right. Reserve driver over. Roscoe. I mean, he's already been the best engineer they have. So. He is the best engineer they have. <laughs> um, no, Pierre Gasly. Yes. Um, I recently saw his like Red Bulls. Well, AlphaTauri's unboxed yeah. or something. Well, the, what yeah, is it the, the, they have a. I think they call it under the visor, is what their videos are called. Um, gosh, I did not know his Italian was so good. Yeah, he's he's uh, speaking Italian with a lot of people. Yeah, but like really well because, you know, like uh, Daniel, even though his family is Italian, his Italian isn't great. Like yeah. his vocabulary is lacking. <laughs> um, but. I mean, you know, kudos to him for keeping it alive. But yeah. but no, but Pierre Gasly was amazing. So Pierre Gasly speaks at least French, Italian, and English. Yep. I wonder what other talents he has. So so is that going <laughs> to... Do you think that will propel him in Sochi somehow? No, I don't think <laughs> no. so. And then what about Daniel? Like, you know, it's, it's funny. I think Daniel will continue to do... Well, I don't know, like, I don't mean podium well, but yeah. I think he's going to be for the rest of the season in a better place, right. uh, you know, barring some incident. Yeah. But I think his confidence is where it should be. I think he now feels like he has control of the car, whether or not he had it before. Like now he knows it himself. Right. Yeah. But then, like you know, so Andreas Seidel, he's he was like uh he kind of gave them a come back down to earth, uh, like a speech because he was like, you know, uh, we still have a long way to go because the week before he says they were destroyed at Zanvoort, you know, <laughs> and uh, oh. and so you know, hopefully, but yes, you're right. Like I think this is a great step towards like better consistency for McLaren. So I I, so I I think that they will both be up there fighting for you know top five spots. 
that's that's my prediction at least other than also checking out mazapin and seeing you know is he gonna you know lay some banana peels or like landmines in the track and you know <laughs> to help him like get the to wacky the front. races yes uh yeah i'm trying to think what i don't know what my predictions are um but i do think that that daniel is going to continue to do well Alrighty. Well, I think that should be it for our sprint episode pre-Sochi. Okay. Alright, talk to you guys soon. Bye! Bye!